Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Wednesday, July 14th, 2021. Stand up for your country. Um, I was at a dinner last night with a bunch of old friends, all guys, and uh, we're talking politics and sports. And I told them that I feel kind of bad that I have been more um, critical of President Biden than any other president that I've covered in my lifetime. And I'm going to tell you why that is. But first, we'll give you his daily schedule, as we always do, and there's nothing on it. 3 p.m., president had a meeting to discuss critical investments in the infrastructure framework to states and cities. This is all BS. I mean, it's just it's what they call busy work. Just give him something to do. I mean, there's a meeting. They all sit there. Oh, yeah, we got to do this. Now, meantime, we got record-breaking inflation. We got Cuba blowing up. We got, a, you know, a race, uh, not a race war, but race conflict all over the place. We got thousands of dead people being murdered by drug gangs primarily. Uh, and, and, well, you know, I, and that's why I'm so critical, because the man is weak. Now, you can say he's diminished. Uh, I asked that to President Trump last week. He wouldn't say yes or no, that was a smart move by him because we're not doctors here. But certainly he's weak in everything. He's weak in his presentation. He's weak in his scheduling. He's done nothing for seven months. And that was another thing I said at the table. It's, I, I don't want to be repetitive, but the simple question is, give me one thing he's done. That's helped the country. And even the guy who voted for Biden at the table, um, he couldn't do it. Well, he's not Trump. I, I said, I don't want to hear that. It's not policy. What has he done? Where? And there's nothing. And if any of you, please, can point out one thing that Joe Biden has done that has benefited this country, bill at BillOReilly.com. I'll read it on the end tomorrow. I want to be fair. I feel badly that I'm lacing this guy every day. But let me give you a couple of specifics today, just today. Okay, so according to a morning consult poll, almost two million Americans admit they are not looking for work because they're getting money from Joe Biden. Stimulus money, COVID money. I mean, how long is this going to go on? Two million people. That erodes the workforce and the work ethic in the country. It makes us weaker. Do you not get that? So, yeah, the progressive left wants to set up this giant welfare apparatus of entitlements that make you and me dependent on them. I'll never be dependent on them. I made my own. But that's the plan. Just give them stuff. Give them stuff. That weakens the nation. And Biden doesn't know, doesn't care, doesn't think about it, can't think about it. He can't. All right, so according to this poll, 30% of Americans say they've turned down job offers because they were getting free money from the government. And if you know any small business owners, as I do, they can't get people. Can't get people to work. Well, you know, why am I going to go into work every day where you're getting almost as much money free from the government? Weak ends the nation. California. Just uh, passed a new budget, and they're going to send everybody 1100 bucks if you have kids. For nothing. 
plenty of jobs in California. Why, why are you sending people 1100 bucks? Again, say this progressive left. Gotta make them dependent on us. It's like a, a drug addiction, a government addiction. All right, so Biden uh, this week had to deal with Cuba. And how did he deal with it? He didn't. Instead, he went to Philadelphia yesterday and gave this insanely dishonest speech about voting. And I talked about that in detail on the Hannity radio program today. And we have it posted on BillOReilly.com. And I said it was a disgraceful speech. And I mean that literally. So the president of the United States is telling the whole world there are states in this union that are actively trying to make it more difficult for black people, black Americans to vote. But Biden said, it's not true. It's not. All these laws apply to everybody equally. Got to have an ID. Got to see if you're in this country legally and who you are. Okay? Got to fill out the mail-in vote properly. Okay? And drive-in voting, why do we need drive-in voting? Unless you want to get a milkshake and some fries at the same time. Why do we need drive-in voting? Get off your butt, get out of the car, walk into the polling place. Is that too much to ask? African-Americans aren't going to do that? It's just maddening to me, a very logical problem solved. It's maddening. So Biden here, he spent his whole day going to Philadelphia, giving his propaganda speech right out of Havana. Oh, I don't want you to vote. What a bunch of malarkey. I think he'll understand that word. Maybe not at this point. That's infuriating, and that's why I'm so hard on Biden. Not ideological. It's him. And if he can't do it, he should say that to the American people. So in Cuba, what do you do? And again, Hannity asked me this as well. Very tough. Very, very tough. You can't encourage people to get in the boats and go the 90 miles of Florida because that's a dangerous hike. Number one, the Cuban boats will shoot you. Number two, there's sharks all over the place. Number three, it's the riptides and currents. I've done that. I've done that trip. Okay? Very difficult. So if you say, hey, get in the boat, come here, we'll give you asylum, then tens of thousands of people are going to put their lives in danger. You can't do that. Military action, out of the question. Can't do that. Nobody in the world would support it. Okay? So what do you do? Well, what he should have done, instead of going to Philadelphia to give this propaganda, dishonest speech about voting, was to go to Miami and say, hey, the United States is backing this protest, and we're going to do everything we can to ensure that the people of Cuba get some human rights. And we're going to start by cutting off everything that we send to Cuba. And everybody else, we want to do that too. You do the same thing that you did with Iran. Sanctions all over the place. And therefore, the corrupt government in Havana, what are they going to do? They got nothing to begin with. That's what you do. You try to bring down the communists from within because those people over there are ready to do that. But no. Biden goes to Philadelphia and gives this unbelievably dishonest speech because he doesn't know what to do about Cuba. You know what? I don't want to get anybody mad. You know, the Obama administration, they, they love the Cubans. 
remember the president himself, and I'll watch a baseball game. And I didn't criticize him for that. I said, all right, maybe you can get inside their minds and maybe they'll change. Maybe you can persuade them, Barack Obama. You go to the game, you know, maybe you have a plantain, and you can persuade them to be better people. Okay, give it a shot. They did, nothing happened, got worse. Then I went over there and I took my 12-year-old son so he could see with his own eyes what communism is, and he did. Those people over there are frightened to death. They're, they're cracking down now on those protesters. You mean, that means a knock at three in the morning. You come with me. That's what that means. Where's Biden? Oh, I'm not. Uh, uh, in Texas, they, they won't let you vote five days after the election. Uh, this is Jim Crow. Damn. You see? I hope everybody understands. You think I'm being unfair? Bill at BillOReilly.com. I want you to just give it to me. All right. Now, the Republicans, instead of capitalizing, as I just did, and I think I laid out my case fairly persuasively, all right? And we have a very weak president who is actually harming the United States. I didn't even get into the border or inflation or violent crime or any of that, okay? But he's harming us. So you think the Republican Party would coalesce around that, all right, and say, see, you may not like Trump, but Trump did a lot of good things. We didn't have this chaos. Or here's our vision for the future. If you elect us in 2022, we're going to fix these problems. That's what the Republican Party should be doing, right? No, 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 no. Here's what they're doing. 30% of Republicans think the vax is a conspiracy. Not gonna get it. No, so we don't trust anybody. Okay. Then there are the crews that try to justify the Capitol break-in, the riot on January sixth. Oh, it wasn't that bad. No, <laughs> oh, no, no, not that bad. Now, if Antifa had did it or Black Lives Matter, those people should throw hand grenades at them. And you know them. What I'm saying is absolutely true. So you got the vax deniers, mainly conservative people. You got the, wasn't that bad on January 6th. And then, added to that, you got the election was a fraud. Can't get over it. Now, maybe the election was a fraud. Every piece of information that comes across my desk, I analyze. I'm not one of these people that isn't going to look at it. I'm going to look at it. Comes in here, I will look at it, and I will tell you if it's valid or not. Because I said From the beginning, there were things in that election that were fraudulent, and there were. But the Trump administration could not get it together with forensics and analytics and hard data to make its case to the court system. Instead, Mike Lindell ran around, Rudy Giuliani ran around. Did anybody think that was going to get anywhere? So whether the election was fraudulent or not, It's over. You go ahead to the next election, Republicans, conservatives. Okay, so let's recap. Vax deniers, primarily on the right. Uh, Capital riot, not so badders, primarily on the right. Election fraudsters, primarily on the right. What good does that do in the quest to overturn this horrible progressive democratic movement. 
What good does it do? One caveat on this, you don't have to take the vax. You don't want to take it, don't take it. But I told you from the very beginning, you're going to be denied opportunity in this country if you don't take it. That is what's going to happen to you. And you have a much higher percentage chance of getting COVID itself. Those are facts. But if you don't want to take it, government's not going to, can't make you take it. So I just want you to know that. Now let's bring in Alex Clark. Uh, she's a young conservative, uh, works for uh, Turning Point USA. She's the host of Poplytics um, on Instagram. Poplytics. Very good, Alex. Thank you for helping us out. All right, so where am I going Thank wrong you. here? I gave you the three things conservatives are doing wrong right now. Where am I going wrong? Okay, well, the first thing you're wrong about is that Joe Biden hasn't done anything to help the American people, Bill. Of course, you're forgetting he saved us 16 cents on hot dogs. So that is one of his big wins of this administration. I wasn't aware of that. How did he save us 15% on hot dogs? He said he saved us 16 cents, remember, on 4th of July? That was their uh, big post on the 4th of July was, congratulations, Americans, I saved you 16 cents on picnic food. So uh, I'm just kidding about that. But um, I would say I agree with you on, you know, when it comes to election fraud, the left really, when we keep talking about this, they just see it as us refusing to lose and being in denial. Um, and I do agree that we need to stop harping about that. And just really the, the, the way to move forward from the election is to start doing things in our own local communities to get rid of voting loopholes in our own states. Um, I'm also sick of hearing people talking about uh, the voter fraud stuff. However, I disagree with you on the Capitol riot stuff. The reason that it is still being discussed constantly with conservatives is because it is continually being brought up by the left. They're the ones that are saying in every interview, um, you know, this is the worst thing since the Civil War. This is the worst thing since 9-11. So we're talking about it because we are responding to their asinine comments that they keep talking about. But why and do that? To... Why, why, let them, let to... them make asinine comments. Why because waste your time refuting the asinine comments? Because the issue is fairly clear. You had a bunch of Americans who violated federal law, who by force broke into the Capitol, all right, and were threatening Congress, which was in session. Okay, acknowledge that happened, and let's put it in the rear view. Shouldn't it happen? We hope it never happens again. We don't justify it. Whatever the left says, they say, but who cares? It's over. Wouldn't that be the logical way to do it? Yes, but you and I both know that the left will never let that go. So why? The Republican Party will be painted forever. They will bring it up every time that let they have them. a chance. Let them. You can overcome that if your vision of the future is better than Biden screwing up the whole country. Let, let them say whatever diversion they want to say. Go ahead doesn't matter. The majority of American people are in the middle. They can be persuaded. That's what the Republican Party has to do in 2022, persuade them that Biden administration is hurting them and a Republican is going to help them. It's as simple as that. Well, I think when it comes to persuading people on the left as we look forward to uh, 2022 and 2024, I know that you're sick of this vaccine stuff, but that is one of the biggest things. Uh, mandatory vaccinations and critical race theory are two of the biggest things that are resonating with voters right now um, that piques their interest and garners the most engagement online. And I host a conservative show online. Um, my whole 
career is social media. And that is the number one thing that is playing well with voters is discussing those two things. Okay. And I understand that. And I don't mind the engagement. And I think it's a positive thing if you engage on the vaccine, unless you go into loony land, unless you go into conspiracy land. If you say- That is true, but I- how weird is it that this week Biden said that he's going to uh, he wants to start fact checking our personal text messages now? If but we he can't the do that. Negative. See, that makes him look like a loon. He can't do it. He won't do it. It's unconstitutional. Nobody can check your medical records. It's against the law. So well, he could say whatever he wants. And all conservatives have to do is just say what I said. He's a loon with all due respect to the presidency. He can't do it. And the vaccine is a positive for this country. What the Republicans should be doing every day, every way is saying Donald Trump got that in seven months and that was a miracle. And compare us to every country in the world. And the first thing I said when I saw President Trump in April was thank you for the vaccine. It's the first thing I said to him. That's what every Republican should be saying. You see what I mean? What you and correct me if I'm wrong, you're in the react business. And to some extent, so am I. I'm reacting to the weakness of Joe Biden. But I also think ahead. And I want these guys out. I want the Bidens and the progressives and the Me Too's and the cancel culture. I want them gone. And the way to do that is to put forth a better, more positive view of the country. It's going to help everybody. Am I wrong? No, you're right about that. I just, I'm hoping that, you know, we're going to get like DeSantis or somebody like that, that can kind of be that fresh, new face Republican Party that's going to be able to take us from that. And then let's just hope, I guess, that, you know, all of these things that are being brought up, what you're saying is true, that that the left or people that are at least in the mushy middle, as far as voters go, are going to see Biden as a loon and be like, you know, what? I don't know if I'm necessarily conservative, but I'm not this. And so that's I'm right. Going to be voting You've got to galvanize the big middle. One more thing. The progressive left are experts at baiting conservatives. Okay, and I bet you you've fallen into this trap because I know I have in my past. Now, of course, I'm unbelievably brilliant, so I don't anymore. But I did um, in the past. They bait. All right. So they'll say something about the Capitol riot, for example. They'll say some insane thing about it, like all of these people wanted to kill Vice President Pence. And then the Republicans will, will react to that. That's called baiting. You bait people in to debate something that is ultimately destructive because then to try to justify your position, it looks like you're justifying the riot. You see what I'm talking about? It's a, it's a very sophisticated propaganda principle that you bait your opposition into a place where ultimately they're going to lose. Last word. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would say, you know, and that's what a lot of these trolls online do is they say things like that and want you to react. And you just have to remember that, you know, not all of us are lawyers. We don't have to show up to every single argument we're invited to. So when you get these crazy messages online or crazy comments on your Facebook posts or replies to your tweets, you don't have to respond to every single one of them. And I had to learn that out when I started out on social media. Right. All right, Alex, uh, stay cool in Phoenix, Arizona. At That's almost impossible, Bill. <laughs> I, I you know, nice place. I love Maricopa County, but whoa. Yeah. 
Okay, thanks a lot for helping us out. If we can ever return a favor, let us know. All right, so uh, Olympics. So Tokyo, um, I've been to Tokyo four times. I don't really like it. It's too crowded. Uh, takes forever to get from Narita Airport into uh, the town. I like Kyoto, a beautiful town, not affected by World War II. Imperial used to be the imperial capital. I mean, I could spend a week in Kyoto. Tokyo, not so much. So Tokyo's working on its fourth state of emergency in the last two months. Okay? So this state of emergency goes from July 12th, um, a few days ago, to August 22nd. The Olympics go from July 23rd to August 8th. So when the Olympic athletes are competing in Tokyo in and around, all cities under lockdown. Why? Because only 15% of Japanese are vaxxed. And again, I bring it back to, we are lucky here in America. We're lucky we had a president that got that vaccine. Okay, do you think Joe Biden could have gotten that? <laughs> he would have been calling about voter fraud. Anyway, maybe that's unfair. So um, in Japan, there's a mess. They're going to have the Olympics because of money. The Japanese government's uh, already invested $15 billion, or probably another $15 before it's over. NBC's about $5 billion investment. Uh, when you got money like that, you're going to have whatever you want to have. So these athletes are going in there. Now, I understand 80% of the athletes are vaxxed, but I don't know that for a fact. They have to get tested, but there's no mandatory vax for athletes at the Olympics. In the meantime, here in the United States, uh, COVID cases are up 94% in two weeks. So we got another surge, and this is the pattern behavior all over the world. So it goes up, it goes down, it goes up again. Okay, so 94%. Still not the way it was, 23,000 daily average in the USA. But it's double what it was two weeks ago. All right, now, though... Worst states for COVID right now are Tennessee, Arkansas, Alabama, Kansas, and Louisiana. Low-vaxxed states. Everybody understand? You don't get the vax, you could get COVID. You got a much bigger chance of getting it, and then you spread it. Okay, so in the United States, we're going to have this. And I will recommend to you, you stay out of those crowds. I'm going to go to a couple of concerts this summer. I'm going to go. I'm, I'll bring a mask, whether I wear it or not. It depends on how many people are near me. But, it, you know, even though I'm vaxxed, you got to be careful. It's not 100%. But this Olympic thing, this is shaping up. Uh, um, you know, I actually said a prayer last night to protect those athletes over there. And there's not going to be any spectators. But I don't want this to be bad. I hope I'm wrong. So there will be 42 different venues in and around Tokyo. You know, it's good for the world. The world needs relief. It needs to watch it on TV. This provides relief. It's good. The athletes, they train, train, and train. I was an athlete. I know how hard that is. I don't want them, you know, not to have the opportunity, but I'm just seeing danger. All right, Germany. <laughs> Now, uh, I don't know how many times I've been to Germany, but a lot, a lot. It's beautiful in the South, Bavaria, all that. Love that. 
McDermott people, uh, you know. Do you realize the biggest ethnic group in America are German Americans? Largest group. Um, but Germany still has underneath its liberal facade this kind of totalitarian view. Listen to this. So YouTube and all the social media, very big in Germany, what Berlin is doing is fining them if they violate people's rights. So a German court is ordering YouTube to pay 100,000 euros, that's $118,000, because it removed the video of a protest against COVID lockdowns. So YouTube took it off, just like they do here. All right, and Facebook and all of them. And German court says, no. No, we're going to find you. Wow. We doing that here? No. We're not doing that here. That's the solution to this censorship problem. Although the liberal courts in the United States, I don't know if they're going to be off the mark. But if you could get a fair hearing and there would be a law saying you cannot remove political speech. And if you do, we're going to find you a half million, a million dollars. They would stop. So Germany is doing it. Caveat. If you put violent stuff on any social media, it should be taken off immediately and you should be reported to the authorities. Any kind of violence at all, any kind of threats against anybody. No, that's not free speech. That's danger. Schumer, Chucky. Known him forever. So Schumer is a classic liberal Democrat, never go against the party, never give you an honest take on anything. Is he a dishonest man? I wouldn't say that. But he's not going to give you an objective view of anything. He's going to do what the party wants him to do. And right now, the Democratic Party is all hopped up, pardon the pun, on pot. They love it. They want to legalize it everywhere because it's race. So apparently a lot of uh, African-Americans use pot. I don't buy that. I think more whites use pot than African-Americans, but they've, they've tied that in, the race thing. They tie race into everything. So Chucky uh, has the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act, co-sponsored by Cory Booker of uh, New Jersey, Rodden Wyden of Far Left Loon from Oregon. The Cannabis Administration Opportunity Act, which is basically legalizing marijuana everywhere. So instead of dealing with violent crime and thousands of minorities being killed in the streets, gunned down, Chucky, the Senate Majority Leader, wants to legalize pot. Priority? So every day, murder in the streets of the nation's largest cities. And 80% of them are black or Hispanic. No legislation there. No, no Minority Protection Act. No federal uh, help. No. Pop. Yeah. Let's go. It's going to make the country stronger, isn't it? Yeah, I'll make it. You know, 12, 13-year-old kids stoned. Easy access to very powerful cannabis. That, that'll make the country a better place, won't it? Don't you want your kids uh, walking down the street and watching people smoke pot? 
Don't you want that? That's good. Isn't that good? Yeah, let's have that. I got to tell you, you know, I, I, I used to be a lot more balanced in my commentaries. I despise the progressive left. I think they're as bad as any political movement I've ever seen. They want to absolutely destroy the fabric of this country. You know, and that's why I'm doing what I do every day. That's why I'm telling you the facts, 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 facts. Not hyperbola, not this, not that. Facts. All right, I uh, predicted. Um, I, I remember a long time ago, um, somebody said, you know what your nickname is? I said, no, what? Mr. Always Right. <laughs> I said, I'm not always right, but occasionally. So I predicted the All-Star Game would have the lowest ratings in the history of All-Star Games. Yep, right again, 6.76 million viewers. Now, four years ago, about 10 million in the All-Star Game. Now we're down to below 7 million. Why? Because a no matter what they do, baseball isn't like football. It's not exciting. Well, it's exciting if you know the game. I do, and I enjoy it. But, it, you know, it's like soccer. Get a lot of dead spots. But anyway, people were mad that the Major League Baseball pinheads moved the game from Atlanta to Denver because of political reasons, progressive political reasons. And I'm not going to watch. So I watched the last inning only because the urchins had overwhelmed the living room and had it on. And then it was an Australian pitcher, I think it was in the White Sox, who was cursing. <laughs> oh. And they had a mic on him. So apparently they didn't really explain that the mic is on. So he's pitching and he's cursing. I mean, heavy duty. Now, that was pretty amusing, I have to say. <laughs> Lowest rated All-Star game in history. You heard it here first. This day in history. Now, this is important. So, on July 14th, 1798, George Washington, all right, had just left the presidency, two terms. John Adams was the president. All right, again, this is 223 years ago. So, the Alien and Sedition Act was signed into law. Now, when I was growing up, I was taught that in school the Alien and Sedition Act. Now it's nobody, forget it. Nobody knows what it is. Alexander Hamilton was the leader of the Federalist Movement, all right? That was before he went to Broadway and started singing rap songs. That was before that. And Hamilton was not really a guy who believed in personal freedom. He wanted the aristocrats, the smart people, the rich people who run the government. So he came up with legislation that basically made it illegal, and I'll quote it now, the Sedition Act prohibited public opposition to the government. Fines and imprisonment could be used against those who, quote, write, print, utter, or publish false, scandalous, and malicious writing against the U.S. government. Now, the word false is important there, but, you know, false is, can be subjective. So I figure if, if the Sedition Act was still law, I would be in jail for the rest of my life. 
okay? Because I criticize the government every day. It's what I do for a living. Anyway, this was signed into law by John Adams. Now, John Adams then backed away from it. And there was a component about uh, if you were born in uh, another country, you had to wait 14 years to become a U.S. citizen. All right? And that was the alien part of it. But the sedition was the big thing. All right? So Thomas Jefferson and James Madison and all the Democrats were outraged by this because it could be used by the Federalists to put anybody in prison because you could trump up false charges against anybody. You know that. So it was, it, it was never repealed. It ran out. They only passed it for a couple of years. 1801, uh, it ran out. But 26 individuals were prosecuted. Some of them were editors of Republican newspapers, um, and they all opposed the Adams administration. So John Adams, he, he gave lip service like, oh, I don't really like it, but he didn't do anything about it. He didn't veto it. Now, there was another Sedition Act, Woodrow Wilson. You can look this up. I'm not going to get into it. It was in, during World War I, and Wilson was very, very um, sick. He had had a stroke. And he wasn't running the government, almost like Joe Biden, with people telling Wilson what to do. And they said, you know, we can't have any criticism of our forces in Europe. And they had a little bit of this. But there were attempts. And Alexander Hamilton, you know, he, he was behind this Sedition Act. And the anniversary of it is today. All right. Break, mail, and a final thought that will benefit your life. Right back. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Okay, let's get to the mail. Noreen on the message board. And the message board's on BillOReilly.com. You can go there, have fun, interact with other people. To all the people that blindly support Black Lives Matter, let me ask them, what has BLM done to curb black-on-black crime? Have they gone into inner cities and done one thing to improve the quality of life for black communities? They haven't sponsored preschool programs or mentoring programs, and they haven't done anything about the lack of fathers. Have they done one positive thing for black communities? I'm sure they have, Noreen. But certainly your point is well taken. The movement is not centered on improving. It's centered on dividing. No doubt about it. Lorianne, concierge member. Lorianne has direct access to me by email. I agree with you, Mr. O. My heritage is Irish and Jewish. So do I get reparations from the Egyptians who held my people in slavery and from the English who ruled Ireland for so many years? So everybody on earth could get reparations because all of us have been abused, our ancestors, at one time or another in history. It's true. 
Ken Ongaro conquered North Carolina. Bill, you claim the left is done in 2022 if the economy continues to tank. You're essentially giving credit to the voters that they are smart enough to make that distinction. But the left will hand out more and more entitlements, and so they'll vote for that. Maybe. But people who are working and then seeing their dollar erode, they're not going to be happy. I can guarantee you that. Rory Rudy, Richmond, California. Bill, you're right. Gas prices in some areas are four fifty to five dollars a gallon. Yep, Mr. Always Right. I saw it coming. Arlise Perez, West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm a Cuban American. I've lived in the USA for more than fifty years. My husband and I watch the No Spin News every night. We have several of your killing books. Question is, are you going to talk about the crisis in Cuba, or did I miss that portion of your program? I have talked about the Cuban situation I did earlier, as you know, in this broadcast, Arlie's. I'm monitoring it. I'm on it. I discuss it at length with Sean Hannity on the radio today. And you can access that on the website, BillOReilly.com. Gary Stuber, Aprocius, West Virginia. I know you have plenty of questions already for the Trump presidential interview. But there is one I really like answered. A few years ago, a rival Mitt Romney was invited to the Trump Tower and interviewed. What happened with that? Mitt Romney was being considered for Secretary of State, as you may remember. He did not get the job. That did not please Senator Romney and maybe at the root of some of his dissatisfaction with Donald Trump. But the president did consider Mitt Romney for the Secretary of State position. Uh, Kendra Pearson, Texas. I was unable to purchase VIP tickets to the Trump O'Reilly History Show. They're sold out. Are you going to have any more tour dates? I don't know. So here's the deal. A lot of the VIP tickets are gone, but you can get good tickets in Houston or Dallas on December 18th or 19th, Kendra, or Florida and Fort Lauderdale at the BB&T Arena on December 11th or Orlando next day on um, the 12th. Now, the VIPs go first. They're almost gone. But you can get good tickets, particularly if you are a premium member or a concierge member. So you got to get them now because those tickets are going to dwindle by the time the fall runs around. So check it out. Kathy Henry, Lewis in Idaho, I enjoyed your interview last week with President Trump. I think he acts differently when you interview him, O'Reilly, because he trusts you. He might always agree with you, but he knows he can trust you. Well, that's everybody. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm up front. I don't try to pander to anybody. Um, they know what I'm going to ask. I don't give them the questions, but I'm not trying to bait them, as we talked about earlier today. I want them to tell me the truth. If they don't, then I can get a little testy. Uh, but I, uh, I like the Trump interview. It's posted if you missed it last week. You can see it on BillOReilly.com. Okay, so uh, Killing the Mob, number one again this week, publishes weekly. It's a phenomenon now. So we got, you know, about six weeks left of summer. If you're looking for good reading material, Killing the Mob and the other killing books, you'll learn something, you'll have fun. It's not always nice to read when you're off in the summer, I think. Um, word of the day, do not be morose when writing to BillOReilly.com, M-O-R, 
O-S-E, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town if you wish to opine. Final thought, which will help your life in a moment. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. All right, here's the final thought of the day. We don't do a little... we don't do a lot of foreign news here it's because most of the time Americans are interested in, you know, what's directly affecting them. But I'm a big foreign news guy. The best place and the easiest place is the Daily Chatter. You go to dailychatter.com, all right? So every morning about 7.30, 7 a.m. East Coast, they send you... Um, printout on your cell phone of the big stories around the world, but it's, they're compact. It's not, you know, you can do four or five of them. So today I learned a lot about COVID all over the world, right? And I learned what the terrible heat wave in British Columbia, Canada, the damage it caused, it, it was horrific. Horrific what happened up there. British Columbia. So this information, and that's why I like the Daily Chatter. I mean, it's not ideological. They're just giving you, well, all right, here's what's happening in some very remote places around the world. So if you like foreign news, if you're interested in the world, this is easy, all right? And it's fair. Dailychatter.com. I use it. All right. That was, uh, I like that show. I thought that moved along pretty well. Again, if you have any critiques, if I'm being unfair to Joe Biden, please let me know, and we'll see you tomorrow.